all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to R-O-C-R-T-B-O-C-R-T Real Talk. This is Joseph Brown. Integrity. Character. Honesty. Courage. How important are those things I have just mentioned? Integrity, courage, even strength, boldness. Some people might even say that person has a lot of heart. How important is all of that in the time of delusions and distractions? Let's talk about this. Welcome. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome. Good morning. Good mid-morning, good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening, good mid-evening. And for my night listeners, hello, my night listeners. Welcome to the show. Delusions and distractions. You either are delusional or you're distracted. Especially when it comes to the last two years. Important, important. This this is what I want to talk about. And the ones that has been listening to my show for the last week or so, or the over week, you know, I talked about different topics pertaining within the last few years. When it comes to different things that's been happening or been transpiring in the USA and around the world. And I talked about different things. I talked about the uh, health issues, the poking and the jabbing, the vaccines. I talked about politics. I talked about different uh, subjects. I talked about wokeness. I talked about, and still talking about wokeness, and uh, cancer culture, and things like that. And the reason I've been doing that, because it's a, it's a very important 
topic that we need to get into and talk about, especially what's been going on in the last two years specifically. There's a lot been going on. It's been like it's been bundled in the last few years. There's been so much going on, and it's like it's been bundled bundled and smothered together in the last few years. Those different topics and other things that I have been uh, going to get into as well. But I am going towards the conclusion of this this short mini series on delusions and distractions, and the ones that have been listening to have been listening to uh, this series. I hope you got something out of it. But more importantly, importantly, I hope you have been doing your own research and backtracking and doing some things and checking in and paying attention to a lot of these things that's been going on. That's my honest, honest, honest truth when I say that. That's the main thing that I want my listeners to do when it uh it comes to my mini series, any mini series that I uh I do. The important thing for me is to get information out there and for you to do your own research and check these things out for yourselves. You understand what I'm saying? I want to talk about something right quick before I get into this uh, delusions and distractions. I have a lot of, not a lot, but I listen to a lot of subscribers and I get a lot of my information from different subscribers. I like to call them my underground researchers. And it's good to have that when you don't have the experience or too much of the know-how to how to research these things. You have someone out there that will do that for you free of charge or just for a little small monthly subscription. And uh, that's what I do. I get a lot of my information and I check it out myself. I, I, I read it. Uh, I listen to it. And then I uh, give an opinion on it, and I, you know, I kind of just go over it myself. And I try to hit other areas of different people that I listen to and see what they feel about that, you know, because it's good to have the agreement with the disagreement, et cetera, and stuff like that. But I just, I just dig in a little bit, and I just try to find out things truthfully about the information that I get. And, uh... I'm pretty pretty pleased. Some of them I don't I don't listen to anymore. Not because I I feel they they're not correct or they don't have the right information. It's just I just feel sometimes they somewhat too extreme and they already and they start predicting stuff or they start almost like prophesying and they try to put a biblical perspective to it and what which is it gets way offline and I, I just can't I just can't put that on my show because I use enough opinions myself and therefore I don't want really too much speculation, you know, when I try to do my show. I try my best to try to be as honest and as faithful as I can when I presented something to you, whether it's from my own research or something I heard, or it's whether from or whether it's from certain guesses, audio guests that I have on my show. You guys know what I do with uh, the ones that listen or have listened to my show. That's how I do things. Well, anyway, 
Matter of fact, before I, uh, before I even started this, I used to uh, often on listen to a show called Hill Rising. And it wasn't a show I kept on daily because I tried not to be too bombarded in a lot of these shows. But these are uh, alternate shows that I listen to because I don't look, I don't listen to the mainstream media, not even Fox News anymore. You know, I don't listen to those shows anymore. I don't even really listen to Newsmax. Some of you probably never heard of it, but it's other alternative news that I listen to. And uh, it's too many to name right now. Some of you probably familiar with it. Some of you never even heard of it because you don't you don't get into that. But anyway, um, I I have chosen myself to be somewhat of my own, do my own type of journalism, and I didn't start off this way when I uh signed up with Spreaker to do podcasts and stuff like that. It was basically was going to be a, like a Q&A and a talk show that, you know, Christians, believers can get on here. We could just talk about different subjects and different topics. And I still stand on that today, no doubt about it. But I have noticed once you get start radio or podcast, the longer you're on there, the more stuff you start getting into and the more stuff you start learning and the more information you start getting and then your show kind of moves and it, I would say it grows. It kind of, it, it matures and it winds up going away that you didn't plan it from the beginning. But it, 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 it shows take off like that. And I, I'm not telling, I'm not saying nobody told me this, but I could even see it when it comes to even ministries or businesses or just talk shows in general how it started off one way and then it transpires and goes another way or goes left, right, or whatever, you know, backwards, frontwards, whatever. But that's by me being new to podcasting and new to radio, you know, I wanted to just do what I wanted to do. I like the freedom of doing podcasting. I like the freedom of doing radio for the Bible for the Word of God. That's most definitely on both of my podcasts. It's Connecting the Dots as well as this one, Body of Christ Real Talk. And I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, but when it comes Connecting the Dots, I know where I'm going with that because that's just strictly Bible study. You're going to get Bible study there, rightly divided Bible study there. You know, I'm going to be uh, doing a little teaching myself as well as have other audio guesses on there. So I know uh, I know what I'm going to do and I know what my plan is when it comes to connecting the dots. So, excuse me, the audience that listens to connecting the dots, you know, you're going to get Bible study. But at the same time, I'm starting to get the hiccups. If you go to my all the way last year, my earlier podcasts and uh, podcasting and connecting the dots, you notice it wasn't fully Bible study. It was the Bible, but I took, I hit a lot of topics and subjects starting off. And I believe all of that is part of growth. Growth, I did not plan it. Bible study, strictly Bible study became more, when it comes to connecting the dots, I mean, it became more of a Bible study as I, I went further along when I start when I uh started uh Body of Christ Real Talk. So that's therefore it was easy for me to just transition to Bibles. I didn't want both of them to be the same. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't want both shows to be the same. Connecting the dots and Body of Christ Real Talk to be the same type of show. All Bible study. I wanted to be God centered most, most definitely. I wanted to be real raw truth. Most definitely, but I wanted one to be strictly standing out 
for Bible study for saved believers only, and that's connecting the dots. So it turned out that way. It didn't start off that way at first. It, it, I, I changed it later for more for saved people, for anyone that's saved and part of the body of Christ, and that's what uh, connecting the dots is for. Now, where I'm going with this uh, body of Christ real talk, I don't want you all to think that I'm turning into some type of secular or worldly journalist. No. But what I am doing, everybody that's into, most people that's into YouTube, podcasting or radio or whatever uh, outlet you are using to get the message out, they have their audience. You follow me? They have their they their followers, and some sometimes they have the same followers from different YouTubers or audio podcasters or whatever like that. If I can just say that, but it's nothing. The audience, the, the there's millions and millions of millions of people out there, millions of millions and millions of listeners out there, and I mean I'm literally saying millions that. Is not getting information that they would like to get. Speaking of Christians and believers, that's uh, mainly. They're not getting, they're, they're searching. And unfortunately, you know, they can't find everything they want. Because, you know, they might listen to certain listeners or certain YouTubers. But you still go have a big audience out there that has not, have not, you know, heard certain things that you're speaking about. It might be somewhat close to or familiar with other radio hosts or, or podcasters. But, you know, I guess I'm trying to say everybody got a certain flavor and certain uh, voice they like to listen to. And I'm not trying to lift up me or nobody else, but certain, you know, certain, certain listeners like certain voice and they like to listen to certain people or something like that, you know, whether it's male, female, or whatever. Well, anyway, I always had a heart to get God's word out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday. At Bridgewater College, we believe that the greatest possibilities in life are realized in what we build together. So we've designed the Bridgewater Experience as a network of connections to big ideas, great mentors, inspiring classmates, and professional experiences. Your team will learn and grow in ways you never thought possible. Schedule a tour or find an upcoming campus event at bridgewater.edu slash connect. So together, we can begin to build connections for life. Again, that's bridgewater.edu slash connect. And uh, I always had my opinion or my the little knowledge that I know when it came to different subjects. You know, because I learned it. I, I learn. I listen. I consider myself a good listener. And I, I, you know, I, I don't come to judgment real quick. I try to follow things up. You know, I try to make a decision, you know, based on what I, you know, what I perceive or even what I feel, what I think is right by doing my own research. So, 
And it's not that much of a problem with me when it comes to connecting the dots, because I know when it comes to teaching the Bible, I know where I'm going when it comes to teaching the Bible. I know what I want to teach and how I want to teach it, you know, and uh, which is very different from a lot of believers that listen to my podcast. But I know I'm going all the way around about. I got to have it doing that. But before, what I'm trying to say, I was listening to this show called, I think, uh, Rising Hill. And uh, what caught my eye about Rising Hill was this run, this one journalist. Her name was her name is Kim Averson, I believe. I might be pronouncing it wrong. Forgive me, Kim Everson. It started with E. I think E V E R S O N Everson. Kim Everson. She caught my eye because of her style of journalism, of her honesty, of her right in your face and no holes barred. Not saying she wasn't uh, no filthy language or nothing like that. She was very clean and she was very sharp and she got some things out there. Now, I, I don't agree. With, I didn't agree with everything she said, but I, I liked her tenacity. I like I like the way she stood on what she believed, and she and, and what I just found out she wrote a lot of her stuff herself. A lot of journalists get stuff wrote for them, which is I don't really like that too much. You know that gives that gives your personal opinions or your personal own research out of it, or they just they feel they have to fix it up for you. That's what I like about my podcast. I do I put on there what I want to put on there, whether I'm wrong or right, but I always try to be right often. So I don't have nobody just saying, you got to do this, you got to change that. Not not yet anyway. Not yet anyway. But anyway, I was listening to Kim Iverson. She used to come up with different, mostly political, not biblical, nothing about the Bible, you know, you know, about God, anything like that. But it's mostly about what's going on in the world. So, I, I you know, I didn't get a lot of information from her, but just listening because she kept, you know, some things that was uh, kept me up to date on a lot of things when I did listen to The Hill. But the main reason I listened to The Hill is because of Kim. I was kind of skeptical and kind of not into the other journalists that was on there. I just felt that they wasn't they weren't really into what not only what she was saying, but basically they probably I just maybe I'm wrong, but I felt they had a more of a liberal view of things when it came. She was more of I'm not saying she's a conservative, but her views was more conservative and they had more of a liberal view of things. Okay. Well anyway, I even admire her even more when I heard her testimony of she's not going to be on a hill anymore. And why she said that, I'm not, I can't remember word by word, so I don't want to say the wrong thing. But her courage and her integrity, that's why I opened up the show that way, of why she's not going to be on the hill. Now, for her to do that and tell her, what I got out of her, she was more concerned on what her listeners will feel. She, she was the type, I, I promised my listeners I was going to give you the truth. She's supposed to have an interview with Dr. Fauci, but something went wrong with that, you know. And that's that's the power that they have over certain uh, networks now. And I guess Kim wasn't going for that. And she wanted to do a one-on-one interview with Fauci, which I would have liked to see that myself. But for some reason, they let two other guys do it. And uh, I got a feeling who... I'm feeling who they are, but I don't know. Now, I know a lot of you never heard of the rising or the hill or anything like that because a lot of you probably don't listen to certain alternative 
news. You know, you know, I could be wrong, but I, you know, these are news that a lot of people, Christians and non-Christians, don't know anything about. I call it the other side of the fake news, real news outside the fake news. That's what I call it. So I listen to a lot of alternative news. Well, anyway, she's not going to be on the hill no more. And I will not be listening to the hill anymore because I'm just like a lot of other listeners. When I did tune in, she was the face and she was the voice and was the reason I even took the time to even stop a li- a stop and even listen to the show. Okay? And that's uh, why I'm giving this story. The reason I'm giving this story because... She encouraged me about being honest and standing on integrity and your character and stand on what you believe in and don't think of yourself, think you what you have promised your listeners that you're going to bring out there. Whether they're like it or not, you're going to bring them the truth. So I admire her for that. And what that that just encourages me when I do my podcast, whether it's from Connecting the Dots or Body of Christ Real Talk. The reason I well, let's just say Body of Christ Real Talk. So you know you're going to get some honest Bible teaching on Connecting the Dots. You might not agree. That's okay, but you're going to get some honest teaching. I'm going to stand on what I believe the Word of God is saying. Also, the type of guests I have on there, we all following that line. That don't mean we just we agree with everything, but we all following in that rightly divided perspective when it comes to the Bible teaching. You no, know, on connecting the dots. That's why I always you always hear me using the word dispensation or the word rightly divided when it comes to connecting the dots. Once upon a time, five years ago, I never even heard of dispensations or nothing like that. But that's another story, and uh. But, you know, since I have been retaught and rewired of what the Bible is really saying and how to rightly divide, that's the kind of Bible teaching that you're going to get off connecting the dots. Now, when it comes to Body of Christ Real Talk, it's the same thing. What you are getting from me is not trying to be somebody else or trying to act like somebody else. It's some information that I believe will help others, whether you agree or not. So I consider myself kind of of awareness, you know, or awareness radio you can call it journalist, journalist or whatever, but I'm considered, I'm not a licensed journalist or nothing like that. But journalism is just a person that does this research and gets it out there to the people. They do their research or somebody do their research for them. Mostly journalists, I believe, get their research from somewhere else. They get it from newspapers. They get it from articles. They get it from guests. And then they put it out there if they think it's feasible and it's correct or even close to the truth. They at least get it out there and let everybody hear it. Okay. So, uh, when it comes to uh, Body of Christ Real Talk, Body of Christ Real Talk, I'm going to talk about different topics, but the difference with me, I'm going to bring it in a biblical perspective. I'm going to keep it on a biblical perspective so you will get somewhat of Bible teaching also on Body of Christ Real Talk because the main focus is souls being saved. That's the main focus when it comes to Body of Christ Real Talk, people getting saved, the lost getting saved. That's the main focus, and that's the main reason, and that's the main push when it comes to BOCRT, Body of Christ Real Talk.
Okay? So, Kim, thank you. You encourage me to just keep standing on, no matter what goes on, on my host. My host being Spreaker or Anchor. Anchor, connect, host, connect, uh, Anchor. I uh I use Anchor for my uh podcast, and I use Spreaker uh, for connecting the dots, and I use Spreaker for Body of Christ Real Talk. <laughs> and how long I will be doing this? It depends on them. Anchor and uh Spreaker. It depends on them because some of the things that I'm I'm talking about, you know, I don't know if they agree with it or not. But I I haven't heard nothing. They have a I haven't been censored on this or nothing like that. And that I like that they give me the freedom because it's not going to stop me. You know, I try to be careful. I try to not lose use a lot of opinions, and you let and I usually let my listener know listeners know when I'm using my opinion. So I try to be honest as I can. And I know about the censorship and stuff like that because, you know, et cetera. All right. Say, Joe, why do you say all that? Why did I say all that? Because I thought it was something that anybody that has, that's standing on something, that believes in something. It don't have to be journalism. It don't have to be radio. It could be anything that you have an endeavor and you, you might have a resistance. No matter what you stand on, everybody's not going to be for you. You might have a big audience or small audience. Everybody's not going to be for going to be for you or with you or agree with you. Therefore, are you going to stand on it? Are you willing to be corrected? Very important. Are you will are you willing to be corrected? Are you really to be trained without giving up without giving up your integrity? Without giving up your your uh your honesty or what you believe in, without giving up your discernment, without giving up your common sense. Could you stand that? Could you take that? A lot of people can't do what I do. I don't mean to be saying that braggly, but they not because they, they, they can't speak, but any kind of backlash or whatever like that, they might stop. I haven't had the challenge of nobody really uh, saying something different or negative. I don't know, maybe because they don't know too much about me. I don't have a real big audience. I don't have a real big audience. I got a little bit over 600 people that did download on connecting the dots. Over 600 people that really have listened to me. And that's, that's uh, for me starting a year ago, that's not bad. But I know many people have more. It depends what you are talking about. Worldly things is always going to get a bigger audience. Worldly things. When you're talking about Christianity or talking about the Bible, that, that'll get a big audience too. Long as it's itching someone's ears. The prosperity matches, message or something like that. The the shouting and the, uh, the rhyming and the spitting and the different things like that. You know, they usually is going to get a big a bigger audience. But but when you just people like me and other teachers like the Les Feldicks, like the Ron Knights, like the Richard George, like the Trey Cerseys, he's got a pretty big audience now. But I'm sure it didn't happen overnight. Or anyone that try to teach the Bible rightly divided or grace teaches or dispensationally, we don't have a giant audience. We don't have mega crowds because people are caught in the traditional way of church. And we don't teach tradition we are very and I'm gonna speak for myself. 
I am very untraditional now. I, 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 was, I was brought up in a, a denominational, traditional church, but I'm not that no more. I have matured out of that, and I thank God that he has led me to really find out how to rightly divide God's word. So the more, I'm not looking for that big audience. I believe I would get more turnoffs than listeners. Many people don't want to hear what I got to say because it's contrary to what they church think or their traditional type of thinking. But that's not what I want to talk about. Okay? That's not what I want to talk about. Delusions and distractions. Like I said, I want to conclude. I talked about the woke movement. I talked about uh, cancer culture, politics. I talked about a lot of different things. Uh, like I said, you have to go back and you have to listen to those those shows to really know what I was talking about. I talked about, you know, several things that's been happening, mainly the poking and the jabbing. That's the main subject I talked about, the vaccines. Why? Because that's being ignored so much, not only from the mainstream media, but from the people themselves. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And that's why I have such a passion about talking about the vaccine. That's very important. And I think that's one of the most important that's going on with the last two years is the vaccine. Which has been suppressed by the media, the hospitals, the clinics, and different people. They just don't talk about it. But I can't ignore that. I will not ignore that. I will not be caught in a delusional state. And I will not be distracted. Okay? Talking about distractions. Hmm. Nancy Pelosi. Our congresswoman. Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if she asked... The latest news I heard, she's supposed to be making a trip to Taiwan. For what reason, I have no idea. I'm just like the people from Redacted. I have no idea because I really don't care because the mainstream media and the, and the government is just a lot of show. And I, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with that. But what I do believe what's going on, I think, is a distraction. Say, Joe, what do you mean? I think it's it's in the distraction because a lot of things 
is getting now. Let me let, let me uh give you a, a few reasons why I think it's a distraction. First of all, uh, it's a distraction from Joe Biden because his numbers are so bad. I think it's down. He's got a, a percentage of only twenty nine percent. You know, favor of people that believes in him. Twenty nine percent of people think Joe Biden is doing a good job. I think they just those just ones that's just delusional. They just because he's Democrat, they just gonna say yeah. They they you know. But that's that's the lowest I think it has ever been for a president. Okay. Distractions, that's what's the the uh the bad job that they are doing, the administration, which they're they're doing on purpose. I really believe they're doing on purpose. They're really trying to turn this flip this country around on purpose. You know, nobody can be that stupid to just be that bad. They're doing these bad things on purpose, you know, you know. I really believe that. And uh, you have the midterms coming up. And if it was an honest election, the Democrats have no chance. And many people are woke, W-O-K-E, on the good side of being awake that this party means them no good at all. So they would not have a chance in the upcoming November midterm elections if it was was held honestly. Why do I say held honestly? Because I believe they have a plan just like the other elections. They have a plan to have a sabotage or postpone. Okay? I really believe that. All right. <clears throat> Another big distraction, I believe, because it's a lot of leaks and holes and people are opening up about their adverse effects and a lot of deaths happening with the vaccines. The CDC can't have it no more. Many reports are coming out that these vaccines are harming and even killing people. Many people, thousands of people. I got a lot of stuff on that. So it's a lot of things that's going against this administration. But it's not going to slow them down because they have a lot of delusional people. Still, it's not going to believe every women word that they say and they're going to listen to it and they're going to believe it, okay? So, you know, they will come with many distractions to try to keep us from knowing what's really going on. They're going to start pushing, and I'm not prophesying, I'm not predicting, but I will be very surprised if they don't start pushing the monkeypox more and more going towards the midterm elections, going towards upcoming fall. They already started already pushing the monkeypox. You have these different Delta variants and different kind of things that's been going on, okay? Many people are waking up. They're, they're, they're not buying it no more. And they got to keep pushing something. They need something to slow down this November election. Now, no, I'm not going to get into politics, but I'm just saying there's many reasons why these distractions going on. I, they want to distract you with Ukraine. They done that. They want to distract you. Talked about China and Russia. They now they go distracted by Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan. What in the world Nancy Pelosi is going to Taiwan for anyway? 
I believe is theater. Like you got people talking about uh, World War Three. You got China somewhat supposed to be threatening them. Now, what I got to say about that, you just don't know what's real. You don't know what's real because there's so much theater. There's so much staging going on now. You don't know what's real with the mainstream media, so I don't listen to nothing the mainstream media says. I wouldn't be surprised if that ain't even Nancy Pelosi. It could be a double. You know, I'm not saying that it is, but that's how much trust I have in the mainstream media news. So it's a lot of that Kool-Aid I do not buy, okay? And I will not buy. All right. With all that said, delusions, are you delusional? Delusional? Or are you distracted? I want to talk about this. And I'm going to try to put them all together. And I'm going to try to get into something else later on. But this is going to take maybe another segment because what I want to touch on today were delusions and distractions. I talk about I talked about the woke movement. It's a lot of wickedness going on with the cancer culture and, and culture and stuff like that. It's a lot of wickedness that's going on. And uh, now what I want to talk about now when it comes to wokeness, cancer culture, let's talk about religion. Your faith. Now, I mentioned this before. When I talk about, when I mention religion, I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm not talking about the body of Christ. When I say religion. When you, when, when I'm, when I, you're going to know when I'm talking about the body of Christ or the church. I'm going to specifically say that. I'm not going to say your faith. And I'm not going to use the body of Christ as a religion. So when I say a religion, I mean a religion. When I say your faith is anything that's outside the body of Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that's going on. And this has been even way before the last few years. But since I'm talking about the last few years when it comes to delusions and distractions, what is your fate? Now, whoever's listening to this, I want to really, I want you to just answer this yourself. What is your fate? Are you religious? Are you a Christian, part of the body of Christ? Or you have some type of fate? That you believe in. Okay, let me be specific. Religion have different forms. Religion have different forms. Religion have different beliefs. Religion could be like a format. Religion could be like a tradition. Religion could be far left. Religion could be far right. Religion can be in the middle when it comes to religion. That means you like in the middle. You all kind of ways you like in the middle. 
all the stuff I talked about in the last few years, the politics, the uh, the cancer culture, the different things like that, I, I, I got into about health and, you know, different things like that, you know, and uh, that I talked about when it came to delusions and distractions, brainwashing, you know, the stuff like that. Where are you in your faith? What are you standing on? Who are you believing for to get you out of this mess? Many people confess that they are Christians. And I hope so. Many people confess or profess that they love Jesus. Maybe they do. Now, you cannot be a Christian without being saved. Okay? You cannot be a Christian without being saved. But I'm going to get into that later because I want you to know how to really be saved. There'll be some disagreements with that. I, I, I don't care. I'm just going to let the Bible speak for itself. And I'm going to read the scripture of salvation if you want to be saved. But within the last few years, in the black community, mainly, let me start with the black community. And I talked about this before on another topic, on another uh, uh, series that I was doing about don't let your color, you know, give you a curse. Don't let your color be your curse. Remember that series? If you don't, please go back and listen to this series. Very important series. You know, don't let your color be your curse. So I'm going to touch on blacks, Hispanics mainly, blacks and Hispanics. Not only there's been a lot of movement on the wokeness and the cancer culture, all of that, they're part of a religion and of somewhat of a faith themselves. Even though it might be out of whack or something like that. But when, I, when I'm talking about religion and I'm talking about faiths, I'm going to hit it right in the middle. When I, denominations or traditions. Denominations and traditions. A lot of people and so-called Christians are part of that religion, denominations, or traditions. You have other religions that cult, that are cults, C-U-L-T-S, and you have some religions that are sects, S-E-C-T-S, not, not S-E-X-X. Well, some of the churches had it going into them, but I'm talking about sex, cults, religions, traditions. And they don't even know it. They don't even know it. A lot of uh, traditions and religions use the Bible. King James and other translations as well. I think one of the most popular today is the NIV, the New International Version. 
but there's many other translations out there, many churches, denominational denominations, traditions, left and the right, have a Bible. They use the Bible. You notice I didn't say the Word of God. I just said they have a Bible. Because every Bible is not the Word of God. Let me say that again. Every Bible is not the Word of God. You have hundreds of hundreds of translations. They all cannot be the Word of God. I know my piece. Well, Joe's just to break it down to the Greek and the Hebrew. I understand that. But like I said, and I'm going to stand on this. They are all not the word of God. Now, some of the translations, yes, they have some truth in it. Some of the translations, yes, God can use those books to get you saved. But when it comes to doctrine, when it comes to context, when it comes to rightly dividing, that's when the issue comes in, okay? Uh, you got to understand, you got to find out where do you stand when it comes to religions and traditions, especially in the times as we're going through now, within the last few years with all this different pushing of different uh, cancer cultures and woke movements and everything. Where are you going to be when it really gets heavier than what it is now, when it really gets thicker than what it is now? I'm coming off the cup with this. What I mean by this, I don't have nothing real down. This is just coming from my heart. I'm, I'm just talking now because I want to get through this and start talking about something else. You know, I want to get out of the delusions and distractions. I think you, you have an idea where I'm going with that. But I want to end this with religion. I want to end it with traditions and personal decisions when it comes to religion and traditions. You have many faiths out there. People just sometimes assume sometimes when you talk about the faith, you're talking about being a Christian. I get that. But people have faith and certain denominational beliefs. They have faith in Mormonism. They have faith in Jehovah Witness. Witness. They have faith in Seventh day of Venice. You know I'm going, etc., etc., etc. You have faith and that tradition. You have faith in that tradition or that religion that you believe in. That's what you believe in and that's what you stand on. It's a traditional denominational faith, just like I have faith in the Bible when it comes to rightly dividing God's word. I have faith of rightly dividing God's word dispensationally. I have faith in God, first of all, but my the way I read and study the Bible is rightly divided dispensationally. So we all have a faith in something or a certain teaching. Okay, I get that. But the most important thing is, what is your stand when it comes to Jesus? What is your belief when it comes to Jesus? There's many beliefs and there's many ways, many of these faiths and traditions look at Jesus. We're going to talk about all this because it's going to, it's, it really is going to come to that when the heat really gets heavy. And you're going to have to stand on that because 
many unbelievers here, but here are all kind of ways on how to be saved and what you should be believing in. You have the Muslim faith. You have the black Hebrew Israelites faith. You have the radical faith. You have different types of faith. Now, I'm not here to put none of them down. Yes, I, I disagree with a lot of them, but I'm not here to put none of them down. If they, if they believe on what they believe in, is it going to stand when Jesus comes back? Is it going to be strong enough to stand when Jesus comes get his church? Will your faith, whatever religion or tradition or denomination you're in, do you have enough faith that Christ is going to get you? Do you think you will be part of the chosen one that's in the body of Christ? And now some of you might say that you are in the body of Christ. Only one that can be the judge of that is God himself and God's word. Okay. So as many beliefs and as many faiths out there and as many traditions and the unsaved you probably, whoever unsaved or even the unchurched now because you go to church it does not mean you're saved okay so let me just go back what is your stand on Jesus do you know how to be saved If you call yourself a believer, do you know how you got saved? You say you were part of the church. You might not use the body of Christ a lot, but you say you are saved. You know you're going to heaven. Okay, based on what? Based on what belief? This is a test for yourself. Based on what belief? You believe if you die today that you will go to heaven. And what do you base your proof on? Out of the Bible on that. Out of the scriptures on that. Could you look in the scriptures and find the area or the page or the book that tells you how to be saved? Do you know where to look? I'm just asking the question. Do you know what it look? I'm not going to give you no hint. I'm going to talk about that. And then you, you go with that yourself. But I'm going to tell you where to go. But I want you to think about that now. Delusions and distractions. Say, so Joe, what they got to do with being delusion and distraction? It has a lot to do with that because it's going to come down to your stand is going to come down to your belief. And if you're not saved or you think you're saved, if someone asks you, how do you know you saved? Let me ask this one question. If a person, let me do a little, little clip here. If a person honestly, sincerely come to you and ask you, are you saved? Majority of you, that's 
say you saved, you will say yes, correct? And they don't stop right there, which they should not, if they're really sincere. They might say, what I need to do, how do you know you're saved? Do you know what to tell them? If they ask you, how do you know you're saved? Not how long you've been saved, but how did you become saved? How do you know you saved? What proof do you have? What would you tell them? Do you, would you know how to explain that to them? Now, one way that is not going to get, get nowhere, don't get, okay, don't get confused of thinking salvation and your experience in life is how you got saved. Let me say that again. Don't be confused of telling a person about your experience of how you got saved because that has nothing to do of really being saved. Your experience has nothing to do with salvation. I think you should know that by now if you are a Christian. If not, you need to question that. Okay? So I'm going to leave that up to you. What if the person just asks you, who do I need to believe? What do I need to believe? And why? Do you know how to answer that as a Christian or a so-called Christian? Very important questions. Very important questions. If a person starts talking about they think they're not good enough and they have so much sin or whatever like that, God will never accept them the way they are. What would you tell them? Do you know what to say to them about their sins? Do you know what scriptures to go to when they talk about their sins? Do you know what to say to them about what they need to do about their sins and how they need, how they can stop sinning or how do God feel about their sins and what God is going to do about their sins? Because a lot of them don't know what sin even means, you know. The reason I'm asking these questions because it's very important because all the faiths out there and all the traditions out there and all the beliefs out there, I'm sure you should have an answer on how to be saved. I'm not saying it's the answer, but what would you tell them? And do you have confidence that they will be saved? If you are a minister, which is any person that calls himself a Christian, that's for you. If you are a minister that's religious, if you are a minister that's in some type of tradition, what do you witness to people? How do you talk to people about Jesus? Hmm. Questions that need to be asked. Who was Jesus? People want to know who Jesus was. They heard about him. 
what Jesus done for me. A lot of people know about that. Oh, he died and done this and done this or whatever. They know that. Well, they, do they really know the essence of that? Do many traditions and denominations really know that? They heard of grace. Yeah, God's unmerited favor. A lot of people say that God's unmerited favor. Yeah, that's just part of grace. What is the unmerited favor? It's easy to say, yes, God's unmerited favor. Okay, what is God's unmerited favor? Do you know a few things that you can say that's part of God's unmerited favor? What is, what is the unmerited favor of God? What happened on the cross? I'm talking to you personally. The reason I'm being because I want you to really look into the listen to these things that I'm saying. Because time is coming which Christ is going to come get his church. And if you're part of the body of Christ. You're not going to face none of the turmoil and the wrath that's going to come after the church is gone. But if you just religious or you just a church goer or you some type of part of tradition or some type of sect, you're going to be left here. And you're going to have to go through a real big challenge with the Antichrist and all these other weird religions. I know you heard the term, everybody that say they're Christian is not going to heaven. That's true. Some people are not saved that think they are saved. They got the format, they got the religiosity, they got the Christendom, they just believe in Christendom. They believe in the morals of God, but they are not saved. And that's not, for, I'm not saying it for put down. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal Delusion or distracted. You can be distracted with all the religions going on around you. There's so many people in your face, black people. There's so many people in your face, uh, Hispanic people, with their type of belief. You have all kind of faiths in your face that wears the label of Christianity. Besides a Muslim, a Muslim don't say that. At least they honest. They don't say that they are a Christian. You, they, they usually stand out what they believe in. Most of them. But I'm talking about the ones that's in denominations, the ones that's in religions or some type of where religion denomination brings a lot of tradition. All denominational churches got some type of religiosity or some type of tradition in them. Even a non-denominational church, their salvation and the way to be saved. Is traditions. 
Some of them still believe in part of the law in their church, without even knowing. Even they ignore. They don't. They don't take it seriously. That if you break one law, you're guilty of all of them. If you want to follow the law, I don't care if it's only the Ten Commandments, which we're not under today. But Ten Commandments is a moral law. But as the church, we're not under that. But it is a universal moral law. But you don't get saved by following the Ten Commandments because nobody on this earth can follow the Ten Commandments. Nobody. I don't care how you try. Some people break them every day. When you think a certain way, that can be a sin if you follow the law. So when you put the law back and play in your life, you just can't be thinking you go get the blessings. You got to take the curses with them. So therefore, if you sin today and you call yourself under the law, which the law is not, but I'm just using this as an example. If you're a person that feel you have to follow the Ten Commandments to be saved and to go to heaven, you're putting yourself under the yoke of bondage again. As Paul says, you're putting yourself under the yoke of bondage because we're not under the law if you call yourself a Christian. Give you the benefit of the doubt. If you say you're a Christian and you still want to follow the law, you bring condemnation back to yourself because you will always break the law. The law will always show you your sin and keep sin in your face. That's what the law was for, to show you your sin. So you can never... Never. You can't just take the Ten Commandments and say, I'm going to follow the Ten Commandments and ignore the, the other 613 laws that's part of the law. You can't separate it. You can't nitpick and take certain things out of the old law and certain books and just say, we're going to follow this without following the other. It don't work like that. It, it does not work like that. These are the ones that want to continue to follow the law. The Mosaic Law. I'm talking about the Mosaic Law that was spelled out in Exodus 24. The Mosaic Law. So you're putting a bondage and burden back on yourself. Okay. I'm not going to get so much in specifics. That's not what I'm going to talk about about the law. I mean, that's probably be another teaching on connecting the dots. But what I want to talk about that now, this is very important. <clears throat> Let me talk about something else that's very important. Let's get back to Jesus because Jesus is the key. If you don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, you already have an issue. You're not saved. Just not believing that, you're not saved. Now, just having an issue with Jesus being in the Godhead. Now, you, the Godhead, people know it as the Trinity or the Triune. You have an issue right there. This is another issue. If you have an issue of Jesus being born from Virgin Mary or born from the Virgin Mary, you're not saved. 
That's very important doctrine that you got to believe to be saved. If you doubt that, I don't care what type of philosophy or what somebody have told you, anything like that or where that come from, it's not in the Bible. You might say you got your own Bible or the Greek said this or the Hebrew said this or this this teacher said this. You have different type of philosophies and religions. Always been around many, many years. You know, thousands of years, you always had a different philosophy. Somebody came up with a lost book. The lost book of Enoch. The lost book of this. The lost book of that. You know, God, man, God is confused. You mean God got books lost and he don't know nothing about them? The God that you say you serve. Lost books. They was found. The book of Enoch. The book of this. The book of that. You know. But they was found. You mean God lost books? God don't know the men that wrote these books. There's hidden messages all in the Bible. Okay, you got you got that teaching. I used to be for that too. Hidden messages. You know, you know, many things in the Greek and Hebrew, which changes all the time. You got to know the right context when it comes to the Greek and Hebrew. I don't get into all that confusion as much. A very little, but not a lot of confusion because the mastermind Satan is the master manipulator. Are you delusional? Or are you distracted? Your personal salvation is very important. God loves you. That goes beyond John 3.16 because that's a whole new teaching in itself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and da, da, da. Whosoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But it's more before that and after that. And you will understand who he was talking to, which was Israel. But that's another teaching. But does God love the world? Yes. Did Jesus die for the world? Yes. He did. But it was a format. That's another teaching. Okay? Yes, I keep saying another teacher because my teaching, Bible study teaching is on connecting the dots. It's not on body of Christ real talk. So I'm not here to do deep Bible teaching because I, I want the ones that save newbies and the oldies to go to connecting the dots, you know, and listen to the Bible teaching there when you're saved. There's many faiths out there that's going to send you to hell. There's many traditions out there that's going to send you to hell. And if you say you are a Christian or you are saved, people are going to follow your teaching sincerely. They believe what you are teaching or whoever, whatever group you are around that teaches things. In the name of God, in the name of Jesus because you put in God, whatever you teach, whatever you teach when it comes to the Bible, people look at God that way. Whatever it is, whether it's in context or out of context, whether it's rightly divided or wrongly divided, people will follow you and they're going to look at God that way. So if you're teaching the wrong doctrine, if you're teaching the wrong way of how to be saved, they're 
is going to be on you. If you are a Christian and you knew how to be saved, but you're telling somebody else different, and they wind up going to hell, now, yes, it's up to them to follow up. Yes, it's up to them to search. But some, some people are babies. They are still children. You need to spoon feed them before you put, you need to baby spoon them before you give them the big spoon, the tablespoon. You need to feed them with warm milk before you give them cold milk, just like a little baby. You got to tell some people who Jesus was before you could tell them what Jesus done for them and their salvation. Are we doing that? Or how are we doing that? If you're telling a person, I'm not accusing you of saying doing this, but if you're telling a person they need to do the one, two, three step in the law, you're misleading them. That's not false. That's false doctrine. And that's, as Paul said in the book of Galatians, another gospel. If you're telling them they must build a kingdom, they must follow this law, they must be baptized in water, they got to do this, that's not the gospel. That's not for today. They're being misled. You might be doing it out of ignorance. Ignorance means you don't know yourself. But for the ones that stubborn and just keep doing it anyway, you're going to be held responsible for it. And you might be going to hell yourself. And you're not even saved. I know this hurts. <clears throat> I know this hurts. But it has to be put out there. It has to be put out there. Are you delusional about your faith? Are you delusional about your salvation? Because if you ain't saved, I don't care how intelligent or how religious or how, how many scriptures you can quote. That don't mean nothing. Because if your spirit has never been made alive, you're going to misinterpret the Bible anyway. Because you don't have no discernment with the dead spirit. I don't care how good you think you sound. If your spirit never been quickened, according to the book of Ephesians, if your spirit man haven't been renewed, because every unsaved person's spirit is dead and needs to be made alive. How do we become alive? When you become saved. And I'm going to get into how. You can either believe it or don't. It's a heart thing. It's a belief thing. It's no trick. It's no... The salvation part for the church today, it, it was a mystery through the Apostle Paul. It was mystery means sacred. It was a mystery through the Apostle Paul. Okay. I say many times, and I tell people many times how to be saved on both of my radio stations, on my podcast. And all you have to, it's up to you to believe it. Not what I said, but believe what the scriptures say. I'm going to turn to these scriptures. I'm going to turn to a couple of scriptures that's very important when it comes to sin for the world. And when it comes to salvation and those two scriptures, only take those few. I can get into more, but it only take those few to help the ones that are in the body of Christ, to help your witness when you go out there to witness and to help the ones that's listening to be saved and to get out, get out of their tradition and get from under the yoke of the law. Some of you might be, some of you are in a sect or in a occult and don't even know it. I'm not talking about the extreme occults with devil worship or stuff like that. 
you got some denominations that are part of a sect or a cult. They bring in all kinds of spirits in their surroundings. Yes. Well, their denominations allowing a lot of stuff to come up in their churches. Openly living fornicators. Openly living adulterers. Openly living homosexuals. Openly living murderers, robbers. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal the term come as you are without even showing them the right way you can't stay as you are though but yes Jesus died for all of them as well the adulterer the fornicator the homosexual the pervert the molester yes Jesus died for all of them a lot of religious and some grace people and whoever don't want to hear that, but you ain't Jesus. He died for all of them. Now, not, I didn't say all of them going to heaven. I said he died for all of them. And some of us was living like that. Some of us have done those things. And you know you have. And Jesus died for you. That's a believer. He died for them too. Can't be knocking all them that's living that way because some of us used to be that way. And Jesus saved wretches like us, like the Apostle Paul said. Okay? You're not going to get that on any other religion or any other faith. You only get that uh, of being in the body of Christ through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. That's another thing. If you have an issue with the teachings of the Apostle Paul, whatever denomination, whatever religion, whatever cult you are in, if you have issues with the teachings of Apostle Paul, nine times out of ten, you're not saved. Because the salvation for today is through the books of the Apostle Paul. Oh, Joe, you go to John 3.60, blah, blah, I understand that. But there's a twist to that. John 3.16 is true. But you can't get saved on John 3.16 today. Ooh, Joe, what you say, that is true. Another thing, you can't get saved today following the law. 
First of all, you can't even follow the, none of us can follow Ten Commandments anyway, because the law was never put out there for salvation, because no man can fail, follow the law. You can't even follow the ten, probably even five or three of them, let alone the 613, which was required. So if you're trying to do that for salvation, you're not saved. You're not saved. If you look and speak in these different type of tongues and languages, uh, you don't even know it's language. You just call it tongues. You think that's the power of getting saved? And you spoke in this weird language or this this different type of tongue, you know, always manifesting, and you cried and you slobbed and stuff like that. If you're depending on that, you're not saved. If you say, I pay my tithes all the time, I even pay more and extra on my tithes and this and that. I pay it every Sunday and sometimes I pay it Saturday and I pay my offerings and all that stuff. And I know God is going to bless me. Yeah, you're looking for a blessing, but you're going to get a blessing of going to hell. You're still not saved. If I call Jesus Yahshua and I learned the Hebrew language, if I come with different type of names that I was taught, the real meaning of God's name, the real meaning of Jesus' name, like a lot of these traditions and some sects got out there and some, you know, some teachers and some faiths out there, and you depended on that, you think you got to dress a certain way, you think you got to let your hair and your face grow a certain way, you think you got to look the part, you think you got to look Jewish, you think you got to look this way, you think you got to look that way for salvation, you're not saved. Ouch, I know, I know, you're not saved. This is not a, I know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's going to be hard for a lot of people. And uh, I want your comments. I want your comments. I, I really do. I, I don't run from comments. I, I want your comments. I want you what you believe. How do you get saved? What do you think? What do you got to say about this? Maybe I'm wrong on something. You know, show me what I'm wrong at. We could talk about it. You don't have to fuss and argue about it because I'm not going to do that. But let's stay in the word, you know. You might disagree. That's okay. You know, as long as it's scripturally backed up. And we'll go from there. Okay? But it's still going to come down to salvation. I'm still willing to stand on what I believe in. And maybe you are too. But we're going to see. We're going to see. But I don't want you to wait too late. Because I, I know what I believe in is salvation. Do you? Delusions and distractions. Delusions and distractions. All those things I've talked about in the previous podcasts now comes to religion and your personal life. I ain't talking about your personal living. Now, I'm going to leave it with this. We all need help. In this physical world now. We're, we're not promised. I always say that. But it's true. Another day. Another hour. Another minute. Another second. 
Are you going to trust on your faith and throw out the dice and take a chance on that? Let me read something here. Let's get into some word of, first of all, for the person that thinks that they cannot be saved based on how bad they are and all the sins they have committed and stuff like that. For the person that believes that they have to stop sinning to be saved or their sin is so bad and it might be I know mine was still is sometimes for God to save you I'm going to read I quote these scriptures but I don't know how many people go to them I got some teaching on it, the connecting dots from Trey Searcy. I talk about a little bit of myself, but nobody breaks it down like Trey Searcy, Truth Time Radio, when it comes to your assurance of salvation, but also when it comes to the world's sin. Was it dealt with? If I told you that everybody in the world's sin was already forgiven. What would you say about that? Did you think I lost my mind? I talk about it a lot, but I haven't been, I haven't took the time. And I, and I, like I said, I have teachers on that from Trey Search and Connected Adults and everything like that. You know, it's up to you to check them out or look up True Time Radio, you know, because everybody, uh, even a lot of believers don't believe in this because of pride, because I don't, it's, it's a shame you know, and I used to think like that too. That people have have a problem when they hear that the whole world's sin was forgiven already. And I know why a lot of them have an issue with that. Not only because of their traditional upbringing, because I was like that too. It's because they're getting confused about forgiveness and justification. As an ambassador... In Christ, as an ambassador in Christ for the body of Christ, anybody that's a believer, that's part of the body of Christ, L, are ambassadors. I don't have to explain what ambassador is. What is our job? First, not I'm not going to say job. Just say, what is our mission? It's not the Great Commission. That was for Israel. And that's going to be in the future with 144,000. But what is our mission as the body of Christ? What ministry we supposed to be doing when we go out there? We are out there to what? To reconcile. What does reconcile mean? Justin Johnson from Grace Ambassadors done an outstanding teaching on that. Uh, it was called Why God is Silent. Good teaching. But what does reconcile mean? Reconcile is bringing back together. It's almost like you're in a relationship. You're getting back together. Reconciling, that's what it means, it's me bringing back or becoming friends again or getting back into a relationship again, becoming as one again. That's what reconciliation means, reconcile when it comes to the Bible. Okay, Joseph might say, how did we get reconciled with God? Well, I don't understand that, but remember that the Gentiles 
has to be reconciled as the Gentiles. Remember, this is a Bible teaching that for the saved to understand, but even a layman or unsaved should be able to understand this. And I'm going to get to these scriptures. I'm going to get to these scriptures. It's very important. How come we need to be reconciled as a nation? Nation being Gentiles is because we was we got away from God from the days, not after Adam sinned, the days of Noah. When God poured down his wrath with water, destroyed the earth the first time in the days of Noah. He destroyed the nations, the Gentile nation, before he created and, and, re, and birthed the Jewish nation. That was the reason he birthed the Jewish nation, Israel, because of the failure of the Gentiles, the nations that was destroyed in the days of Noah. You follow what I'm saying? So that's, they was they was outsiders. When Israel came in, it was a change that came. And I'm just doing a shortcut here. Well, God through Abraham, and Abraham was a Gentile himself. He was not a Jew. But out of his lineage, he became a Hebrew and brought with the Hebrew nations. Then the tribes came to bring in the Jewish nation. That was the nation God was going to use to go back to reconcile the Gentiles then. God always was going to, and always his will was to reconcile the nations. But he was going to use Israel this time to do it because of the unbelief of the nation stand the Gentiles. That's why they got destroyed the first time. Why? Because of unbelief. There was no law. So they got destroyed because of their wickedness. They didn't get charged with sins because there was no law. So they got they got destroyed because of their unbelief. The law didn't come until Moses, which was in Exodus 24. Okay? So, They was aliens then. They became aliens. They was never under the promises and the covenants. That was always Israel and the Jews that was under the covenants and under the promises. You know. And that's why so many denominations messed up. They're trying to become replacement theology, which means that they're the new spiritual Israel. No, 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 no. That's not the Bible. There's no spiritual Israel. Israel is Israel. The body of Christ is the body of Christ. Two different programs. There's, you can't come up with this name, replacement theology, which means that we replaced Israel. No, the church, the body of Christ did not replace Israel. Israel is still got their promises coming. Israel promises and the kingdom will still take place in the millennial reign of Christ. The body of Christ and the church is a whole new different animal. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history 
Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Two different programs, but I'm not going to get into that now. Now, the reason we have to be reconciled because of our disobedience back then, not me and you personally, but the nations, the Gentiles being disobedience. Now, that's why we have to reconcile. God is reconciling us to bring to bring the uh, the world back to himself. Why? Because even the Gentiles first fell first and got destroyed by God with the, in the flood. And then when he made the nation Israel, they failed God too with their unbelief. And they failed. Because they were supposed to be used to bring the Gentile nations back. To reconcile the ones that failed the first time, Israel was used. And they're supposed to be going out. And that's the Great Commission. They never made it out of Jerusalem though. They supposed to went out to the Gentiles and brought them back. But what? They disobeyed and they was walking in uh, obedience, disobedience. And they never made it out there. So God had a card, a plan through the Apostle Paul to make the form, the body of Christ for everybody. So it wasn't just not for Jews and Gentiles separately anymore. It was for Jews and Gentiles together. Now, I know this is going over a lot of people here, but this is just a little card I'm going through right now. Okay? So what I want to say, the reason we have to be reconciled is because of that, our disobedience or the Gentiles' disobedience in the past. Now the whole world and the Israel, they failed because of their unbelief. They even sacrificed their own king, which is Jesus, their Messiah. They killed John the Baptist. They beheaded him. The forerunner. So the Jews done the same thing that the Gentiles done. You know, the Gentiles got destroyed. The Jews got a couple, a few, another chastisement to go through, which is going to be the seven year tribulation. So they have been getting punishment and cursed for a long time because of their disobedience. So God now uses Paul to what? To bring the Gentiles back in and the Jews. Sounds confusing? It's really not. It's really not. But I, I went there because I wanted to just let you all know why are we are the body of Christ called ambassadors. We're ambassadors to reconcile the world back to God. Now, how are we supposed to, what are we supposed to tell them? Not only who Jesus was, but what Jesus did. Now, this is the Bible. Let's go to, uh, all right, let's see here. Let's start then. Let's go to. I get. I always get first and second mixed up. I'm not gonna hold you all long. Let me go here. All right. Now, that's why this is the Bible. I like to. I always use the term "let the Bible speak for itself." You know, I I do that a lot. And this is just a scripture. I want you to just. Write it down and read it over and over so you can know God means what he says. It's nothing to be spiritualizing. It's nothing to use allegories. It's just plain and simple. And let me tell you what you think it means. What translation do you have? It really don't matter what translation, honestly, this time, because they're basically, basically going to say the same thing. All right? But what I'm going to do, 
I like reading in context. So let's start at 11. I'm going to read 11. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians. Please write this down or come back. 5 and 19. The reason I'm that the reason I'm I'm, I'm reading this because I want to prove what the scripture says about everybody sin has not been counted against them. Their trespasses has not been counted against them. What's trespassing is anything you're doing that's contrary to the laws of God. It's sin. So therefore, no one's sin is being counted against them today and under this dispensation. Now, in a time past, yes, but today, under this dispensation, God is not charging no one with sin. The worst person in the world would ever done has not been charged with sin. Now, listen to me carefully. I'm not saying they're going to heaven. I'm not saying they're saved. I'm saying they, they have been forgiven. Jesus done that at the cross. A lot, of other, a lot of us didn't understand the full picture of the cross. But I'm finna tell you what all the big thing that, that, that Jesus done. It's more than that. I've I done a teaching on Romans 4, 5, 6, 7, and I'm going to finish up with 8. That's telling you the, uh, the big picture what Jesus done on the cross. What his dying done. Many people think it's only for the people that get saved first, and then your sins forgiven. No, that's, tr that's the traditional uh, teaching that we was taught. But no, the sins have already been taken care of for everybody in the world. Every evil and so-called good people, nobody's good and righteous in the eyes of God, but you know what I'm saying. Everybody's sins was forgiven in the world. Okay? It's not been charged. Your sins has not been charged against you. And the reason I'm letting you see, hear this, and I want you to read it yourself, now it's going to take your belief or unbelief. If it's right in your face, you cannot change this to make it no difference. Different than what it's saying. If you do, you don't believe it. And that's the issue. You just don't believe it. But that does not make it not being true. I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> but let's just read it. To prove that God is not charging no one with sin. This is the main one. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we, we persuade men, but we are made manifest. Manifest, we are made known unto God. And I trust also are made known or manifest in your consciousness. Now, this is the posture, Paul. This is the posture for the Gentiles today. Okay. For we command not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. He's just doing a teaching in Second Corinthians. Okay. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, us as who? The body of Christ. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. I'm reading out of King James now, okay? 15, and that he died for all. Let's go back again. 14, for the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all. Now, what did, it, what did that say right there? This is, if one died for who? For all. He died for the whole world, right? You already know that. Then we're all dead, and that he died for all. Again, he died for the whole world. 
okay, that they which live should not henceforth, henceforth going forward, live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Who is them? The world. This is before salvation. Christ died for all, every person on the earth. Now, I think you already know that, right? He died for all. Okay, now I'm going to get to what came with it. 16, wherefore, henceforth. And every time you see in the King James, you might have a good translation in your translation. But uh, henceforth means going forward or from now on. So I'm not going, going to use henceforth. Wherefore, from now on, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Now what is this saying? What is this saying right here in verse 16? In 2 Corinthians 5 and 16, Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. We don't know. Let me read this again. Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet from henceforth know we him no more. Now, I had to have a really good teacher to really break this down to me because it sounds kind of goofy and confusing. But after I was taught, and I really see this, I, I see it. From now on, we don't follow no one after the flesh in the past. Paul is talking about in the past, he's talking about the kingdom program under the law. This was this how it was explained to me. We they, in other words, if he's talking to his followers, he's letting them know we don't follow no one after their human nature. Whenever the Bible talks about in the flesh, it's just talking about we don't follow nobody in their human form. That's all that flesh means in your human nature. Not so much your skin and nothing like that, but your human nature. Okay, you got that? Okay, let me keep going. Though we have known Christ after the flesh. In other words, we used to know Christ in his human nature. Yet, now henceforth know we him no more. Ooh, what they mean? We don't know Christ in his human flesh no more. What they're saying, we don't follow Christ. Or they don't have to follow Christ in his human nature. No more. Why? Because Christ is not in the flesh anymore. He's not in the human nature. In other words, you don't have to follow the kingdom programs. You don't have to follow the earthly teachings of Christ when it comes to the um, the kingdom program. We don't follow him no more because Christ is going into heaven now. We must follow Christ and his heavenly teachings now. Now this is kind of breaking that out. I'm not. I don't want to get this, but this is something to touch on also. And a lot of people ain't gonna understand this. In other words, we don't have to follow what Jesus used to do when he was on this earth. There's a new program now. We follow him, Jesus, yes, and his heavenly ministry. Okay, that's sixteen, seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, this is a continuation of sixteen. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now. He's not talking about personally. We could look at, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are coming and become new. He's not talking about us personally, how we used to be. He's talking about the new program. If anybody be in Christ today, he is a new creature. Not born again. Israel was born again. He's talking about a new creature. New means new. The old things. What old things? The old things... The old law, the old teachers were Christ and the, uh, the disciples used to teach back then in time past. The kingdom programs have passed away or it's been postponed. 
Behold, all things are become new. What is the new? The new program, the body of Christ. So therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. Old things are passed away, so we became new creatures when we got saved, or if you get saved. I'm just letting you know how to be saved now. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Okay, so if you're trying to get saved through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're not going to be saved. You must get saved through the teachings and the epistles of Apostle Paul. A lot of you are not going to swallow this, but I'm just reading it, and this is what's going on. It's more that you need to understand. I'm willing to teach you, have others teach you as well. 18, and all things are of God who hath reconciled, here's the reconciled word, us to himself by Jesus Christ. How do we get reconciled of what Jesus done on the cross? Okay, we have been reconciled when we accepted Christ and believe in what he done and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Remember, I stopped there. I started there. How do we, what we are ministers of what? Reconciliation. All right. Now, this is what I want you to hear, read right here. To it, 19, 5 and 19, to it, that God was in Christ reconciling the world. Now, what did it say? The world. Now, say people, but the world. 19, 5 and 19, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Write this down so you can read it yourself. To wit, this is what was going on. That God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Trespasses mean sin. God was in the world unto himself, not imputing or not. Another translation says, another translation says he was not charging their sins against them. Who sins? The world. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday and he had to get it he had committed to us that's whoever in the body of christ the word reconciliation what does that mean we are the ones supposed to go out there and let them know that that they have a chance to be saved now because their trespasses and their sins has been forgiven already now you can be saved by believing this you follow what i'm saying now this this really red pill me about salvation and people's, well, mainly about people's sins. Nobody's trespasses, as the King James uses, your translation might have sins, but it's saying the same thing. It might say God is not charging sins against the world, but King James says not imputing their trespasses unto them. Because when there is no law and we're not under the law, there is no sin to charge them with. Just like it used to be in time past when God wasn't imputing his sins against them in time past. They still got wiped out because of their weakness, but he wasn't charging them with sin. So even today, God is not charging no one with sin. That's why he's not wiping nobody out. That's why all these things is going on and everybody wonder why God is not doing anything. Because we are under grace. We're not under the law. Now that time is coming where God will pour down his wrath and grace is going to be tucking away and he will start charging you with sins then but under this 
dispensation under this program that's led by the Apostle Paul, Romans through Philemon, the 13 letters of Paul. Nobody's sins is being charged against them. Everybody is forgiven and everybody is not saved. You got to believe what he done to be saved, but your sins and the world's sins, no matter how wicked you are, it's not being charged against you. Okay? Now you know that you read that. Please keep that. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. There's many other things out here that's showing that. Okay? You don't have to be saved for your sins to be forgiven. You have to be saved to go to heaven, but you don't have to be saved for your sins to be forgiven because they've already been forgiven. Let me say this again. You don't have to be saved first for your sins to be forgiven. One more time. You don't have to be saved first for your sins to be forgiven. You have to believe what Jesus done on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection for salvation. You have to believe that for you to be saved. Sins, your sins being forgiven, don't give you a ticket to heaven. I hope you get that straight. But your sins are forgiven. God is not charging you with your sins. He's charging you with your unbelief. Because your sins have to get moved out the way. He had, God cannot look at sin. He cannot be around sins. Therefore, he had to move the sin out the way first. That don't mean you're not going to commit sin. That don't mean you don't still have a sin nature. He's just not charging you for it. Don't get it twisted now. Forgiveness does not mean salvation. Forgiveness of your sins because you are forgiven. world, everybody in the world does not mean you're saved. That's the confusion with churches why they won't accept this. They get it, they still thinking it means salvation. No, forgiveness does not mean salvation. Jesus paid the debt for your sins. He paid everybody's debt for their sins. But you still gotta put, like Trey Sacy said, you still gotta put money in the bank. <laughs> but your sins have been forgiven already, the whole world. But we was taught that you have to be saved first and then your sins to be wiped away. No, the sins already been dealt with on the cross. You just have to believe it and receive it for salvation. You get me? Okay. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Now, how to be saved? Since you know your sins have been forgiven, let's go <coughs> to 2 Corinthians 15. Is it 1 Corinthians? Oh, get mixed up. No, it can't be first. It's first. Let's go to first. All right. Now, this is the way to be saved, and I'm going to let you go. You should not be delusional, no more distracted. Now, where you go from here is going to be on you. I don't care what you believe in. Some of you are probably not even saved. You need to get out of those traditions and those cults and those religions. Okay, this is the way to be saved. 1 Corinthians 15. Wonderful. I always quote this, but let me just read it. Now I've done it. I've done it on here before, but repetitions is very important. All right. Moreover, brethren, this is in the King James First Corinthians. This is the way to be saved. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Another plain way. Whatever your translation, I hope you got a translation saying of this. 
I don't care, living by whatever translation should say the same thing. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. In other words, another brethren, this is the gospel. This is the way to be saved. This is what, actually what he's saying. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. See, they received it. And they stand it because they believe this gospel Paul is going to tell them how to be saved. Now, prove that joke, go to two, by which also you are saved. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. Let me say it plainly. This is the gospel, brethren. And this is the gospel that you receive. You don't only believe it, you received it. I put emphasis on receiving it, generally. This is also the gospel, plain and simple or how to be saved. Okay? There's not many ways to be saved. There's only one way to be saved today. And this is the gospel. That's why I said John 3.16 and uh, Acts 2 and 38. That's not salvation. Repent and be ye baptized. No, that's the kingdom program. This is the only way to be saved today because that program has been postponed. That was for Israel. This is the same today for everybody else, Jew and Gentile. Uh, let me read it all the way through. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached unto you, which also you have received, and where ye stand by believing. I put that believing there. Verse 2, by which also you are saved. Now, this is the way you be saved. It's your belief. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, Paul let them know. Remember what I told you how to be saved. That's how you got saved. By what I'm finna say now. Remember this. Keep this in your mind. This is the way to be saved. This is all what he is saying. But which also you are saying, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you. He preached the salvation to him. That's how they get saved. Unless you have believed in vain. Unless you believe in nothing. See, unless you have believed in vain. He letting you know. Unless you believe in nothing. Three. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's salvation. What is salvation again? Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. What is the gospel? Believing in Jesus' death. Is that enough? No. Believing that he was buried. Is that enough? No. But believing that he rose again. Now, it's important to know who Jesus was when you're going out there in your reconciliations, reconciliations. But you must, they, many people need to really be explained who Jesus was and then tell them why they could be saved now because their sins have been forgiven. That's good news, folks. Letting people know that their sins have been forgiven. Now, you letting them know how to be saved. Their sins, no matter what sins they have done, if they sincerely, generally believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and what he done, not just saying it or thinking it or believe it happened, but really believing it and receiving it, they'll be saved. Now their sins are forgiven and they're on their way to heaven because they believe in the death, burial, resurrection. Not because of their sins have been forgiven, but they believe that he took care of all that. 1 Corinthians 15.104 is the way to be saved today. The death, believing and receiving the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, plain and simple, I told, I, the sins I've been dealt with according to uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, God is not imputing his trespasses against no one in the world. 
It might seem like everybody getting away with everything, but God is a patient God. He's giving people time to be saved. How are they going to get saved? By us going out there reconciling them, telling them about the good news like I'm doing now, like other ministries supposed to be doing, and like other people supposed to be doing. Telling them about this good news, letting them know your sins have been dealt with. Now you can be saved. God is not charging you with sin. Paul explains a lot of things. That's why he was breaking down and four, five, and six of Romans and everything. People think they could just live any type of way because of grace. No. No. Oh, so much I can get into. Those two right there. Sins have been dealt with. Now you know, and you know how to get saved. Your sins have been dealt with. Go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 and how to be saved. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Very simple. No more excuses. If you haven't went that way and you haven't believed that way and you got saved some other way and you think you got saved some other way, you're not saved. But I've already told you how. Any other way you think you got to do, following the law, following the Ten Commandments, you know, pay tithes and do all this other stuff, do this kickstand and do whatever, whatever like that, you're still not saved. This is the only way to be saved by your belief genuinely in receiving this. Repenting of your sins? No. No, 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 no. That was... Time pass. No repenting, no confessing. You just have to believe what Jesus done. Why? You can't repent of nothing God is not charging you for no more. Let me say it again. You can't repent of sins when your sins has not been charged against you. First of all, you can't repent means change your mind. You can't stop sinning anyway. You can't do it anyway. Repent always means change your minds. Change your ways. Change the way you act. You can't repent for your sin. God took care of the sin. Thing. He know you can't stop sinning. That's why he stopped charging you for it. Now, that should be good news for people. Stop fighting against that. You try to make get yourself all you like you all at. Like, yeah, you got to be saved for snow to be. Uh, now, you do need to be saved, but it ain't got nothing to do with your sins. Your sins already been forgiven. It's got to do with your belief to be saved of what Jesus did. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee. You either was you delusion? If you was delusion about this, and you still don't accept this, you still in delusions. If you think there's still other ways to be saved, that's on you. That's on you. Don't go to hell on this, and don't be sending nobody else to hell. If you don't believe it, let somebody else see it. This is the word of God. You're not distracted no more. You shouldn't be distracted by traditional teachings of salvation, coming up to the altar and repenting of your sins. You don't need to repent of your sins. First of all, you can't. Your sins have already been dealt with on the cross. You need to believe what Jesus has done on the cross. That's it. That's salvation. Everything else comes after. Your walk, what books to read, your study, and all that stuff. Because your spirit has been made alive. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Delusions and distractions. This is conclude the conclusion. I hope you got something out this series. This is the main, the most important part. I will keep you updated on the vaccines and all the stuff going on with VIRS and all that stuff. But salvation is the most important thing. I'm going to keep throwing this out that it won't be the last time on this show or on my Bible study, Connected Docs. And hopefully you'll be saved and you can start tuning in to Connected Docs to get, you know, trained and study up on your walk in Christ. To get stronger in your spirit, man. To feed your spirit, not your flesh. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Body of Christ. Real talk. Bye-bye. Love you all. Let's out, baby.
<laughs> we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.